This is ESPN Radio. I think tripping up the steps served you right, Alan Yates, for leaving what your dog did for your girlfriend to clean up. That was karma at its best. Amber Wilson and Jay Williams hanging out with you. We continue to tease that we are going to get to the Damian Lillard situation and conversation. We have not yet gotten to we'll it, so get, I feel we'll like we should. The whole show, Amber. Well, well I did such a heck of a job. Hours. I did such a heck of a job with the tease last segment, right? Where I said we're going to talk about Ben Simmons because. <laughs> Yates is yelling at me. I hear there's five seconds left. I thought you were tossing a break. There was a little snafu going on. So here's the Ben Simmons connection because people listening to their radios were probably like, what the hell? Why are they going to talk about Ben Simmons? Well, here's why I was going to talk about Ben Simmons because Nuno keeps likening this situation in Portland to the Ben Simmons situation. Is it going to be that where we end up on a watch here for a very long time? I would say no. Because although that situation with Daryl Morey, and he has proven that he is willing to wait and be very patient with a player, he can wait it out, let a player sit out the entire season. I think it is a very, very, very different situation in Portland where they need to move Dame and they need to move forward. It's the entire point of them drafting Scoot Henderson, not trading away that number three pick there, Jay. They're trying to build around Scoot Henderson, move into the future. They need to get it going. They can't possibly roll into the season with Damian Lillard on the roster. Why not? Well, because of the distraction, right? The distraction for everybody. Is Dame going to bother to show up and play because he doesn't want to be there? If he is the type of dude who shows up and plays because he's always been professional up to this point, but also, by the way, he's always been loyal up to this point. We're talking about a player that did finally come out and not just say he wants out, but pointed to the franchise that he wants to be with. So I do think it's not as cut and dry whether he would actually show up and play if he was on that roster as people pretend that it is. But nevertheless, even if you're right, he shows up and plays, what is he going to give you? And how is that going to flow with the new direction of the franchise when you're trying to empower Scoot Henderson and build around Henderson? I mean, it just doesn't make sense from a philosophical perspective. And it's not as if the price tag for Damien goes up because he starts the season. I think it does. I I, I would say this. Like, I, I think you could look at this practically, Amber. I think you can say you can have a series of conversations, right? If you talk about who we're building around, I tell those individuals who I'm building around. Hey, Anthony Simon. Hey, Shaden Sharp. Hey, Scoot Henderson. You are the future of the Portland Trailblazers. This is how this season is going to go. We are going to call the bluff. We think Dame is a professional. We think Dame will show up. By the way, Dame isn't the first player to say he wanted out and then come back and play. Kevin Durant wanted out of Brooklyn. Kevin Durant came back and he played until they were able to find the right trade partner for KD with his approval. So we all know that Dame wants to go to Miami. It feels like it's inevitable, okay? In order for Portland to extract maybe a little bit more, I don't know what that's going to lead to, but why wouldn't you just sit and wait for a while? The more you sit and you wait, the more you're sitting there looking at Miami, and Miami's like, we need to, we're going to eventually have to make a move. Do we give a little bit more? At least it applies more pressure on Miami to think about bidding against themselves to give you more in order to get Dame. So, like, my thing, if this is a game of chess, if this is a game of patience, if you're Joe Cronin, like, you're not going to hinder the franchise from moving forward if you play Dame for 20 games. Like, you plan on having those three guys I just made mention for the next four to five years unless you use them as trade assets. So what's the disadvantage to just waiting a little bit? 
apply that pressure to Miami and see if they give in. Inevitably, if they don't give in, then you have a choice to make, but you're not hurting yourself in the process. There's a couple reasons I don't think that the strategy works well here. First of all, it's not like Ben Simmons to me, even though Nuno keeps likening it to Ben Simmons, because Damian's trade value isn't going up by not playing, whereas maybe Ben Simmons arguably was, right? Because he certainly hasn't helped himself when we have seen him out there playing with some of his shortcomings. So maybe him sitting and them trying to trade him with the 76ers wasn't such a bad thing. So we already know who Damian Lillard is. He's already incredibly coveted all around the league. Everybody wants Dame. The problem is Dame doesn't want everybody, which is why it is the Miami Heat that we're talking about. And because we're only talking about the Miami Heat, they're not going to bid against themselves because frankly, also, Jay, they're not in a position to. It's not as if the Heat right now have put some Bobo offer on the table and the Trailblazers are just waiting for them to come up. There is only so much the Heat can do. We know that. I mean, all they can do is trade away if a straight and a straight up. All they can do is trade away two first rounders, some, you know, pick swaps and second rounders that nobody cares about, but basically two first rounders and then Tyler Hero. And sure, you make the salaries work with like a Kyle Lowry and some expiring contracts as well. But that's really all they've got. Like the assets are the two first rounders and Tyler Hero. And if the Blazers aren't interested in that right now, they're not going to be interested in that tomorrow. And they're probably not interested in that the next day. So I think what changes here maybe is the third or fourth team that you bring into the deal. But I'm sure the Miami Heat have already been scrambling to do that and figuring out their options as far as that goes. We've seen Andy Ellisberg and Pat Riley make those sorts of monster deals before that are complicated. And maybe it's one reason that this is taking so long, but I don't think Miami has any motivation to bid against itself. Even if it could, it's not like anybody else is at the table. If there was another deal on the table for Damian Lillard, we would know about it. We keep hearing about teams interested. We haven't heard about any other actual offers. Yeah. But Amber, you just said a three-way trade, right? So 20 games into the season, a lot of things can change. Teams can lose their best players. I mean, like a lot of injuries can occur. A lot of things can change the landscape of how much more willing a team as a trade partner comes to the table to work with Miami for something like that, to give them three or four first-round picks on top of talent. So, like, we know this is an ever-changing landscape. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Things keep changing. It's fluid. So who are we to say that, you know, today is July, you know, in July, that by the time we get to September – Landscapes haven't changed. Injuries haven't occurred throughout the offseason. Things things happen that make you change the dynamics of how you come to the table. It doesn't hurt you if you're Joe Cronin by just waiting to see if things do change. I mean, I think that the risk that you're running is that the price actually goes down, right? No, like the risk no, no, that no, you're no, running is something no. happens where it, it, Miami's not down, as Amber, willing now. If the price goes down, you're going to stay here. I mean, if Tyler Hero goes out and bought, like, we're talking about a 20-point-per-game scorer, right? We're talking about a sixth man of the year. If he goes out and all of a sudden he's bought, he's like putting up 40 points per game, <laughs> then all of a sudden this deal looks very different, and maybe the price just went down if we're about to throw Tyler Hero into it. No. If Hoghez Jr. comes out and he's like the next coming, right, or any of these pieces Amber. that the Miami Heat would throw into the Amber. deal, that's the risk. I'm just Amber. saying, Jay, is possible. If Anything Tal- possible. You're telling me Cam Reddish is going to be the difference for the Lakers. No, if you're no, telling me not, that, no, 
not because say that. Junior don't, can don't be you, the next comic. Don't you do that. I said Cam Reddish <laughs> is a good additional piece if he's surrounded by the, good, the right pieces. I didn't say he was the piece. Gabe, Bates, <laughs> Gabe Vincent is the piece, okay? Torian Prince is one of the pieces, not Cam Reddish. Don't do that. But all I am going to say, though, is as much as I love Tyler Hero, if Tyler Hero comes out and drops 40 points a game, you're going to sit here on national TV and tell me that's going to be a difference maker to make the price for Dame go the, down? Yes. No. Well, listen, now we're Ever. giving you Tyler. You only get one first rounder, Portland. That's okay. how this game works. David Griffin. He, of course, the Pelicans <laughs> executive vice president of basketball see operations. You're trying to change the subject so he quick. Was on t- I see what you're doing there. XM NBA radio. And he was asked about his situation with Anthony Davis when AD was with the Pels and AD forces his way out and the Pels ended up taking their time in making that deal. How did that trade offer change over time with their patience? Here is David Griffin. I think a great deal, but I also think that the way Rob Polinka approached it was understanding we weren't going to make a bad deal. Mm-hmm. And so he was really careful not to make a quote offer out of the gate. It was to have sort of conceptual conversation about what something would need to look like. I think you can approach these things a lot of different ways. Joe Cronin's not going to make a deal where he's made to look like he made a bad deal. Mm-hmm. I'm certain of that. So whatever ends up happening in the way the deal comes together, it's, it's going to rely upon a lot of things that Joe can manufacture some of. And quite frankly, in our business, it's better to be lucky than good. And we were lucky in the L.A. situation. They were lucky it worked out. The problem for Joe Cronin is we're not really going to evaluate the success of this deal until years down the road. Because in the immediacy, Jay, you can't replace Damian Lillard. Like, there is no deal that you could put in front of the Blazers where immediately it looks good. You're losing arguably the best player in your franchise history. But maybe years down the road, it'll look like it was the right decision. You see, I think there's some hardball being played, though. And when I keep talking to people... Um, around this situation, and you hear the lack thereof conversations between the Miami Heat and the Portland Trail Blazers. It makes you think. It leads to a lot of questions, right? Number one, and I, I asked, um, uh, I asked David Dennis on our show this question about well, what's the difference these days between being without a no trade clause and having a no trade clause. Essentially, there is no difference, Amber. There, there's no difference. Like Dame is essentially, and I think it's a bigger conversation looming around the NBA that is going to be a challenge for them. Essentially, players, even if they don't, even if they're without a no-trade clause, can still dictate where they want to do. And I think that's rubbing people the wrong way. I think teams don't want to let that set the precedent for how this league moves forward with star players saying, nope, I don't want to be here. Nope, I'll be unhappy going to all these other teams, which also it limits your trading ability, right? It limits how you like, – one of the reasons why it worked with AD is because there were other suitors that uh, David Griffin at that time could utilize to leverage his position in the marketplace to get more. You right. can't do that with this situation, right? It's fixed. So I, I think they're up against a lot of different challenges here, and Portland kind of feels that way, and I'm sure they're backed by the league to a point because that's going to be a contention point that we really didn't really address in this CBA, uh, but it's going to have to be addressed sooner or later. I think it's one reason that these players don't bother to negotiate for no trade clauses exactly. anymore. I mean, we finally see LeBron James without a no trade clause. Traditionally, he always had one in his contract. They don't feel like they need them. So why bother giving up whatever you have to give up during the negotiation in order to get the no trade 
no-trade clause when otherwise you sign the deal and you can force your way out anyways, especially if you're only pointing to one team or two teams as places that you would consider going. I did think that David Dennis had an interesting point, though, when he said really the only difference with a no-trade clause is it hurt Bradley Beal's value because then the Suns wouldn't be able to trade him because the no-trade clause follows him. Theoretically, the Heat, if it didn't work out with Damian Lillard, could then trade Damian Lillard again. So he has more value from that perspective because but he becomes a tradable asset to them. Theoretically, like, theoretically I agree with that. I agree with you. Like you're not it's trading away thing, first I mean, like, rounders for a dude you're going to end up trading. Like if I am the GM of the Chicago Bulls, I want Dame Lillard, but I I, I don't want Dame if Dame is going to be unhappy in Chicago. I don't right. want a disgruntled player on my team messing up my chemistry, especially when I'm going to have to trade the house to get him. So it's the same thing. I mean, it's essentially you're dictating where you want to go and where you want to go when you want to go there. Yeah, and if the player ended up unhappy, like the situation in Miami is toxic, then yes, they could trade away Dame because he doesn't have a no trade clause. But the reality is if the situation in Phoenix is toxic, even though Bradley Beal has one, Bradley Beal could just waive his no trade clause and they could trade him away anyway. So really at the end of the day, you're right. The no trade clause doesn't hold a lot of weight. What does hold a lot of weight is Amber Wilson and Jay Williams on your radio because that's who you got this morning. That holds a lot of weight. Coming up next, we are going to talk about James Harden. Did James Harden overplay his hand? That's next right here on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is ESPN Radio. It's Jay hey. Weezy's doppelganger, Lil so, Wayne. So I, I got to tell you, Amber. On the ones and twos coming in. I got to tell you, Amber, this Jay Weezy thing is starting to pick up traction. I, I never thought the day would happen. But when I get Lil Wayne... That DMs me on IG and says, all love, brother. I'm like, oh, I, I can't, oh, S-H, oh, I almost curse. I almost curse. I'm now, like, so it's the real Lil Wayne, right? Because it can be confusing these days on the gram with the people paying for the check marks. No, yeah, it's, it's the, the real it's, one. Yeah, it's, it's him. It's not, it's not Threads Lil Wayne? No, this, this, is, this is he. This is him. Yeah. Well, Threads doesn't have DMs. Yeah. So Lil Wayne can't slide into Jay Williams' DMs on, on Threads. I mean, when he says all love, brother, I'm like, it's official. I hit him back. I just, I just give it to me. Jay Weezy is the official name. You know what? My smile looks like yours, brother. Like, that's a compliment. I'm done. I'm out. 
Hold up the picture again, Gates. Also, play this man's music. The rest of you also looks like him. Not just it's all of you. You do really. I will say now that I'm seeing the side by side. You just need some face tats and the hair, and you are practically. I mean, I already got 17 tats, Amber. See, I keep you. That's all you got. But not on the. That's all I got. Not on the face. Yeah, not one. Yeah, one. Step into my. Let me teach their own. Like I ain't little Wayne is little Wayne. That's a little Wheezy. I'm just Jay Wheezy, baby. I don't. I don't like that you call him Little Wayne. What's he supposed call, to call, call him? Wayne. Lil. No, no. Oh, Wayne. oh, the emphasis is incorrect. I don't, I don't like my son, Lil Z. Well, that's he's not a rapper. <laughs> well, maybe he will be one day. Lil Z. Maybe he was a rapper. My, my son's time? dreams. I'm not saying he can't be a rapper. I'm just saying I don't. I don't like that. You Currently, call him right now, see, I'm not even going down this alleyway with you, Yates. From now on, we're playing Little Weezy coming into everything. No, that's that's even worse. What? <laughs> we're playing Weezy. You can't call him Little I'll Weezy. Call him Weezy. Okay, fine. I'll call him Weezy. Why not? Well, now he's Jay Weezy, and if you are going to use the term Weezy, L- you do have Jay. to get the blessing from one person in this world, and that is, in fact, the person that just gave Jay Williams his blessing. He so it is Jay blessing. Weezy he forevermore. Said, yeah, all love, brother. So you're, li- you're, li- you're little Jay from now on? I got, yeah. Jay F. Weezy, what is the F for today? Bing, bing, I don't know. Phenomenal. Phenomenal, Phenomenal? for sure. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Be Phenomenal. careful, y'all. FCC still listening. Phenomenal. You know I mean? So Phenomenal. as it turns out, Max was right the whole time. You are little Jay. That's fine. <laughs> I'll be little Jay. Wow. I'll be little Jay. I'm yo, I'm comfortable with it. I'm cool with it. You cool in your skin? All so, day. Yates, this man can't phase me. So if you go can't can, phase can me today. Halloween, you go as Lil Wayne, I'll go as Kyrie. Ooh, that's a tough let's combo. I'll that's go as tough, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm I, in. I, I, See now I, now I, I got him. Now, now, now I'm I'm gonna go to I'm 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 a all right, I'm in. I, I was already a fan, but now I'm gonna turn it up a notch. So Little Wayne joining the conversation in Jay Williams DMs, Little Wheezy uh, joining the conversation for Jay Wheezy in the DMs. Barry also wants to join the conversation, but this time at Triple Eight, say ESPN, he wants to go back at Jay Wheezy. Uh What's up, Barry? I just got a little bone to pick with Jay and a couple other talking heads. Uh, What are y'all talking about? Barry, Barry, (laughs) if you're going to call into the show, make sure you say the name correctly. It's Jay Wheezy. Go ahead, continue. Okay, Jay Weezy, I okay, just got baby. a bone to pick with you, buddy. A right. uh, 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 couple other talking heads have said this before. What are y'all talking about? Michael Jordan has never been swept. No, 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 Barry. I already cleaned that up, Barry. I meant to have said in the finals. I know that he's been swept twice in his career. Right? I meant to Thank say okay. in the finals. Okay, my fault, right? Jay Weezy. So it, it's all good. No, I, you did I, say it. In fairness, though, to Barry, you did say it when we were talking about how the Nuggets swept I the did. Lakers, and, and that was not the, in the finals. That yes. was a conference final. Yeah, that's why I said I meant to say in the finals. And then, by the way, the next segment, Amber, I cleaned it up. I said, "Hey, look, I say I mess up all the time." Jordan was actually swept two times in his career. But I meant to say in the finals. Never so, in the finals because he only no. got there six times. So he hasn't had nearly as many opportunities as LeBron had. Agree. And I don't want <laughs> to, this to, turn to have LeBron, success Michael, in the thing. finals. I just I, I take the stance that now instead of doing it, I appreciate greatness. That's so let's all. let's talk about greatness. I don't know if James Harden fits into that yeah, conversation, what a but I'm we trying from, to make a transition here, we went right? From LeBron and MJ to James. Well, 
James is great it's for a, his it's generation. Just a, a little transition. A little, little transition. <laughs> a little, a little change. And there may be a little change happening around James Harden because he seems to want out of Philadelphia. However, the 76ers have not traded James Harden. He exercised his player option. He opted into his contract. The 76ers actually are the ones here with the control, even if he wants to move forward. Ramona Shelbourne, ESPN senior NBA writer. She was on NBA Today with the latest on James Harden. No, I don't think they're close on anything. Now, James Harden has spoken to Daryl Morey since the first trade request. And, you know, I think there was some cooling off time period had gone. You know, he'd, okay, let's let this lie and see how things play out. And he's spoken again, and he still reiterated he wants to be traded. This isn't a demand, it's a request. And I think the Sixers have said, okay, we will try to trade you, but there is no hurry to do this. And I think the Sixers understand here that they have the leverage here. I mean, James has picked up his option. This is an opt-in to a contract and he's going to be a free agent after this season and so at some point he needs to play whether that's in Philadelphia or elsewhere it's funny Jay because we were just talking about with Damian Lillard and all of these players who want out of their teams how they end up with the leverage even if they're under contract and even if they don't have a no trade clause and now with James Harden we're talking about how the 76ers have all the leverage because he opted in well what's the difference Dame is in his prime James Harden, it feels like, is in the tail end of that, like in leading almost to the pastures, right? Even though I think he had a hell of a season last season. I look at it as this, though. Like, James got 35.6, something like that. I may butcher the number. He got a big number to opt in, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, he's going to have to play if he wants another contract moving forward. Every team around the league is watching him to a degree on how he handles this. We often talk about, Amber, how he handled the Houston situation to get himself out. I mean, dude came in like 50 pounds overweight. Put on that fat suit. He was wearing a fat suit. All right, let's be honest about it. Like, you knew it right from then and there. It had to have been a fat suit, Jay, right? Like, it was a fat suit. He couldn't have just then been skinny when he shows up in Brooklyn. It doesn't work that way, man. That's what I'm saying. So, like, for me, like, watching this with him in Philly and understanding the relationship he has with Joel Embiid, like, they were just at Michael Rubin's party at Fanatics for the 4th of July. Not just, like, passing by Amber saying, yo, what's good? What's popping? Good, I'll see you later. They were kicking it together for extensive periods of time. So, for me, if I'm Daryl Morey, I've, I've seen this play before. I've seen this movie before. I just did that with Ben Simmons. Let's just wait it out. Let's just wait it out. Your market is down, James. The only way you'll get that big contract is if you play. Don't you want to play with your boy, Joel Embiid? Don't you have a chance to win a championship? Because if you do, we're here for it. Even with all those chicken wings at the strip clubs. It doesn't work that way. Wait, James, it doesn't work that way. It made no sense. He's only 33 years old, and we're always talking about James Harden being so far past his prime. We'll see maybe what it looks like again in a Philadelphia uniform this upcoming season. Jay Weezy! Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. We're officially a little wheezy kind of show. Which, by the way, I am here for. Here for. Give me all the Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne slid into Jay Williams' DMs, gave him the blessing to use Jay Weezy. So said, Jay Williams is Jay Weezy forevermore. So it is said, so it is done. brother. All love. Got nothing but love back at it. It's accepted. Nothing but love here for Lil Wayne on ESPN Radio. Not Lil. necessarily. Well, uh, not necessarily. Nothing but love for LeBron James, though. You heard that announcement during SportsCenter from last night. He announced that he's not retiring. None of us thought he was retiring. This is a complete non-story. Nevertheless, LeBron being LeBron, he made it into a story, Jay. He did make it into a story, just like I'm about to make Pat Costello into a story. Pat, why do you always feel the need, middle of the show, to put on the cop hat and the aviator cop shades? Like It just makes everybody feel uncomfortable. And then, like, you just, you change into a different person. You start demanding things from people. All right, pull over. You start, see? Amber, you see how the tone of his voice changes? He uh, He's I, very demanding for somebody who showed up to work super late today. Uh, license and registration, please, Amber. I'm going to pull you over on your island. Um, there's a very easy, Pull my boat over? Yeah, pull your boat over. There's a very easy answer for why I put the cop hat on. It's because uh, Yates played the wrong song coming in. He played... Nope, not that one. That's not what you played, you liar. There is no wrong song when we're talking about Little Wayne's mean? category. He played Fireman. Oh. Very clearly, he, it should have been Policeman. I see, Amber. It's obvious. This is what happens when you're actually in the studio with these guys. Big mistake. So I can't see Pat like, right now. I'm missing you, the show. Because you're in you're in Florida. I get it. But like, I, I, island. I, I, yes, she's on, <laughs> on an island. island okay, literally. By on herself. An literally by herself. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. And I'm watching these three guys in the studio. Like, And they, there's so much stuff that goes on here. They're laughing like five-year-old kids half the time. Pat's wearing costumes. Yates didn't wear the wave cap today. I don't even know who you are. You came in very out of character. I, I misplaced it. I you misplaced just, your To be wave clear, cap. he's yes. got a backwards hat on right now, which I've never in all my three years with Yates throw, working here. I've never seen him wear a baseball hat. I'm, I'm, I'm facially Florida getting, State so I'm Seminoles. Well, you're, what, now you're a Florida State fan? My family went to Florida State. Oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> you hear Amber said, hell no. She said, hell no. I do right. They just went down to Florida for a family reunion. Tallahassee, uh, I didn't know this about you, now. Yates. Tallahassee is fine. Tallahassee showed me a good time back in the I, day. I, I frequent there. I frequent. Should have visited <laughs> Amber's Island. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you should have. Listen, I, I had an easy pass my name's not Gabe. I can't visit. No, I, can't. I also had fun in Tallahassee while I was at the University of Florida. Go Gator. Okay. See? Right. Yeah. I see Seminoles, get out of here. This is, by the way, a great segment for you guys to do and talk about what everybody's wearing during the one segment that we are no longer on television. That was uh, excellent producing out of, smart. <laughs> out of all of you. Yeah, very, very smart. smart. 
We're building on a costume the, seg- the second we went off TV. <laughs> Literally, the second we went off TV, because we were no longer on ESPNU. Of course, you can still listen to us on Sirius XM Channel 80 and on your ESPN app. But the second we go off TV ah, is when you guys launch into a conversation four hours, three and a half hours into the show about what everybody's some, wearing. Some well, would good. say that, that I was a little bit uh, more descriptive, you know? Like Narcos Nuno. Nuno looks like he's from Connecticut, but he's not from Connecticut. No shot. Don't let no it fool you. What do people from Connecticut look like? Well, like not Nuno. Not Nuno. Not Nunito. No. Nunito is one of the world's most interesting folks, man. I, like a lot of like random odd jobs. Like if you can name a job, I'm sure so, Nuno might have Nuno, Nuno has lived 58 <laughs> so, no, lives. Like, somehow somehow he's only like 30, but it's he's like, lived about no, 75. It's years. like how Greeny. It's like how Greeny always like says Bubba did everything yeah. in life, but Nuno actually has actually done everything done, in life. He's actually yeah. done all those so jobs. This is not a, actually this a bit. Is, no, this is part of the problem with you know these 20 something year olds, right? 20 something. He's 20 something year old. I'm the only like, twenty the year old on the show, but <laughs> like we've all done things, right? Amber, you're a lawyer, but you also do this. Jay, you've you know, yeah, you dabble yeah. in so many different yeah, Jay, things, right? Jay, tell like, me about all those normal people jobs like, you have. Yeah, Jay hasn't had any normal people jobs. He was too busy being a fancy athlete. Tell me about all those bartending jobs. So, like, we all we had jobs growing up, right? When you were younger, you like I worked at a Dunkin' Donuts. I worked. So did I. That's what I mean. I worked at a at a Stop and Shop. Car dealership. Stop and Shop. I worked at a car. You know, when I was credit card company. Yeah, like. Yo, look at that Dunkin' Donuts. Company. Yeah, Start out at Dunkin' that, Donuts, you end up here at ESPN. Yeah, look at us. eventually I got into this business later in life. And these guys are like, wait, you worked at a, you had a job before this? Like, no, 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 no. That it's stuff. that you had 13 jobs, and all of them have fascinating stories about you, like, wait, beating people up. Now hey, I want to find, I now I want to find the th- in- I want to find a through thread here. Why Why did you lose those jobs? What happened? I didn't. Oh. He moved on to bigger sure. and better. Yeah, yeah, Jay. Sure, Sounds like he did. So, yeah, Because I feel like there's yeah, always I, some, like, some I, kind I of lost, secret yeah, operation. Jay, I, Hence, I lost, like, Carlito, Nunito, I Narcos, lost my, you know? Like, why do you not own all the Dunkin' Donuts these, today? These you know, jobs, where did your life go wrong? This, this is a cover for Nunito. Yeah, I lost the job. With I'm the government. Gonna, this, I couldn't I get make it. your coffee right. That Ooh, hey, wait, watch. hold on. Is wow. Nuno is Nuno actually in the CIA? Absolutely. He may be. I mean, he couldn't tell any He's of us like, if he yeah, was. Dunkin' Donuts ran out of donuts multiple times and we stayed open all day. I'm like, what was y'all selling <laughs> and then, out of and sell and coffee? Then he what kind of product was being pushed from Dunkin' Donuts, little known fact, does have more than just donuts. I can confirm. yesterday he almost came around the corner and fought someone at Dunkin' Donuts while he was making their coffee. I never had that experience. I worked at a I worked at a Dunkin' Donuts Baskin Robbins combo. Oh, so man. take that. Baskin I had Robbins. ice cream wow. and Dunkin' wow. Donuts. Man. There was such was a wild. thing. There was a combo. Yeah, there was a combo. I worked at that one. I worked at TCBY for many years growing up. I worked at I worked at Ben and Jerry's. I had a whole ice cream career. TCBY. What? That's not. Thank God it's yogurt or whatever. You know, you guys. You guys didn't have TCBY. It's a yogurt. No, we live on like the inland. We live in America. Well, that's what happens when you don't live on an island, guys. Yeah, that one didn't leave the island. Ben and Jerry's you've heard of, though. And yeah, like Baskin Robbins you've heard yogurt? of. You think LeBron's having that? Does he own any chains? That think it, but TCBY, I think, is largely most of them have now gone under because it got killed. But it was like the original so, yogurt 
So Shop, you, you killed off TCBY then? I didn't. I had a glorious That's, career there. I mean, when I left like... there, it was still flying high, and then it was all downhill after Amber That's, Wilson left TCBY. So you TCBY. left, and, and then some... it died. You guys <laughs> had some fun jobs. That's no, no, like I waited guy. tables, yeah, multiple restaurants. Okay, okay. I had a lot of jobs in my life. I was a bouncer. I should have worn this police hat while I was, I was a bouncer. Who are you? You were a ba- wait. I, hold on. What? I Where got, were you bouncing? A, a bouncing a bar in the Jersey Shore program. No, no, a bar at the Jersey. I got in full elementary on, school. Full on fights at the Jersey Shore. I still get texts from people I used to work with. Wait. Okay. Pat hold scrap. on. You were the guy wait. at the door at a bar yes. meant to intimidate people coming Correct. to the bar. I worked with a very large friend. <laughs> Oh, so this is like... So you uh, were just like the backup for the friend? We called this him is like twins. Yeah, we like, called so him, you worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're Danny DeVito. Basically. We yeah. called him Baby Huey. He was very Baby large. Huey. Baby That's a big person. Yeah, he means he was about 6'8", 350. Yeah. At least minimum. He played, he played college football and then went into the Marines. So, yeah. No, That's no, why no, I worked no, with. Who were your Baby Hueys? <laughs> Me. <laughs> funny. See that, There's many of them in the CIA See where Nuno actually works. Didn't want to divulge. I was a footwear associate at Dick's, but what's the problem? A footwear I'm sorry, associate. Say that entire sentence slowly. I was a footwear associate at Dick's. So you sold shoes at Dick's Sporting Goods. Shoe salesman. Come in as adults, like, you know, full functioning adults. Hey, bro, can you measure my foot? I don't know my size. And I'd be like, well, check the shoe that you have on. Ah, I don't know if it fits anymore. Wait, what wait, do you yes. mean? This used to always, I mean, back in the day, whenever like, I would go with my friends to Foot Locker stores like that, how about the people that chose not to wear any socks? Bro, when it, it's, it's the nastiest. When trying on shoes? Oh, I, Amber, you can't make this stuff hey. up. I mean, in they, fairness, in fairness, because this is a very male-dominated conver- conversation. There's two female components to this conversation. As a woman, when you're buying shoes, anything other than sneakers, you're not wearing socks when you're trying them on. That's just the reality. Like when you're like, foot powder, like they make your feet smell like somewhat. Or you know, sometimes you can have like a little hose thing that you put on your powder. feet, like a little yeah. hand, the little what does you call it? Like a little hose. I don't know. Like a really, well, the really thin socks, the, the really, really socks, thin like ones. The stocking. Like, yeah. the stocking. There you go. That's that. what I'm looking Wait, for. Stocking. No, no, but, uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Fanny hose. Like, <laughs> not those kind of hose. Fanny hose. Anyways, the point is, the point is uh, that yes, when you're a woman, you're trying on heels and stuff. You don't normally have on socks. The other component of this conversation that may, that maybe is a little bit too male dominated here is Alan Yates. Women's feet, do change sizes oh, in no, their adulthood I mean, because I mean, of having children sometimes, I mean, which is uh, one Amber, of the most more disturbing things, by the way, that happens when Amber, you have a kid. These people <laughs> were coming in and trying to buy like trail Solomon shoes, right? And I'm like, yeah, bro, like we got like maybe a size left. The, these people will come and try to buy the last size, which is a display shoe, and then have the audacity to be like, well, I need 60% off. I'm like, yo, this is not a mattress firm. You're not going to get a discount. For the public product that's being touched, what do you what, what do you think this is? And then it's like, oh well, let me talk to your manager. Well, what, well I am the manager now. What? <laughs> you know, like talk to me, talk to me again. Oh, I don't know if customer service was your strong yeah, suit, Alan Yates. Strong I suit. had fun. I used to walk around with the Air Monarchs, or, Monarchs, or you know, the dad shoes, the Nike ones that everyone make fun of. Oh yeah, I would test test drive shoes all the time. And that all discount at Dick's was probably real. Mm-hmm. That employee discount as oh, well. That probably well, served you pretty Nike pretty well. Me. All right. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Jay Williams hanging out with you here on ESPN Radio. Find him on social at Real Jay Williams. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. We went off the rails last segment a little bit. Somehow we got into the history of Nuno's entire working life. What we were supposed to be talking about, though, was the ego of professional athletes. Because LeBron James... Goes out on the ESPYs last night, and he unretires when none of us had any idea he was, in fact, retiring or even really considering retiring. He'd made a throwaway comment about it in passing off a very emotional loss, getting swept by the Denver Nuggets after the season. He said maybe he'd consider retiring. None of us believed it. He comes out of the ESPYs. He said that he's not going to retire. None of us cared because none of us thought he was retiring. Nevertheless, it is a very LeBron James kind of move. And so some people on social are annoyed by LeBron James. They're always going to be annoyed by greatness. And nobody is greater than him in this generation, Jay. But also because of the ego attached to some of that greatness you don't mind the ego because you said it exists amongst everybody, but you do like a more understated ego. You prefer like a messy style ego with your outlet. With I mean, look, athletes. I, I, I've been I've been lucky enough to be around certain individuals in my life who have been considered the best at what they do. Michael Jordan, uh, Christian Ronaldo, Kobe Bryant, all these guys have egos and I've seen it in person when it comes out in almost every aspect of their life. So I recognize that the greatness of LeBron yeah, he likes attention. A lot of people like attention. Like, deal with it. But at the same time, like, my epitome, Amber, is the likes of a Messi or Jalen Hurts, right? Now, I'm also different. I don't mind being transparent. I think being, um, you know, like, being able to make fun of yourself is something that is critical for me. Like, I like that, right? Um, I think that's important. Being honest, being transparent about where you are in life. I feel like I'm a combination of that, but there is a part of me that, like, there's something about being understated. There's something about, yeah, I may rock this way, but I'm not talking about it every single day. I don't feel the need to. And Jalen Hurts is kind of that energy to me, where, like, you know what kind of life he lives, but then, like, you also, like, everything about him is humble. It's appreciative. Like, messy. Biggest superstar potentially in the world, right? But he's not flashing it everywhere. And even when he shows up places, it feels understated. It feels like, yeah, like I am just like you, even though I'm different. Like 
people that try to find more in common with you than tell you why they're different. You know what? Am am I making sense here? It makes sense. I think that there's a difference between ego and then how you carry yourself or express that ego. And I think really what we're taking more of an issue with is the latter, frankly, because everybody has an ego, right? And and not just in terms of sports, but there are industries that have more of an ego than others. And in our industry being one of those, right? Where people will criticize people in our industry for having egos. I mean, little known fact, you ain't going to be here if you don't have an ego. So kids, if you want to be in broadcasting one day and you want to be in front of a camera or you want to be behind a microphone, you better have a bleep ton of confidence in yourself. You better have an ego. You better think that you are something special or you're not going to make it in an industry where it's incredibly, incredibly competitive and everybody is going to try to tear you down. And I would imagine it's the same or very similar when you're talking about the lives of professional athletes. So you have to have that belief in yourself, Jay. That's the ego. They're all going to have the ego. The second part though, how you carry yourself or how you express that ego, I think that's a different thing. Like I would like to think that I am not walking around in my life, even though yes, I of course have an ego and a lot of confidence in myself. And I recognize that, or I wouldn't be here at the same time, I hope I'm not being annoying to people because of it, right? Or come across as some sort of egomaniac because I'm not that. I don't actually think I'm better than people. Like I have a lot of belief in myself, but I think there's a difference between having a lot of belief in yourself and thinking that you're worthy of something or making other people feel like you think that you're better than them. Well, let me ask you a question, Amber. Do you think, are there better, are you better than other people in this industry? Do you believe that about yourself? Yes. So why can't you say that out loud? Right? I can, but I wouldn't be pointing fingers at them. Course. And if I was if I was around those people, I hope I wouldn't in that time make them feel like that, right? Very like true. I can have yes. that belief inside like that. myself yes. where I'm like, I'm better than, you know, her, him, her and him, right? Like I can believe that, but I'm not hoping to make those people ever feel like I believe that. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. You can believe it, but you don't have to prove it. Right. Right. You don't have to prove it to people. Like I'm, I'm all about people that build other people up. Mm-hmm. Right. Like just because you have a position now doesn't mean you won't have that position all the time. Right. Like father time is undefeated. We've seen it. And that's why I think there's a part of me going back to LeBron James where I respect like you could say, yes, there's ego involved when you say lucky for you guys. I'm playing back another year. And I could see how you can take that and spin it and like, oh, here we go again. LeBron lucky for us. But in the reality, Amber, yeah, we are lucky. Like we're watching one of the greatest players to ever play this game. And yes, his game has changed, but damn, this man was just in the NBA Western Conference Finals at 38 years old. And when you watch him play, like there's a lot of me that feels like he's not that far off from his prime. Yes, he may have lost a step, but he still has a 40-inch vert. He's still making passes out of his tail. Like he still has his court vision and his basketball IQ that is different than anybody in the game. And I do believe as much as I love Giannis, as much as I love Joel Embiid, as much as I love Luca, Jason Tatum, all these guys, I don't know if we're going to see a LeBron James for a very long time. So I want to be appreciative of what I'm about to watch because I don't know when it's coming to an end. Makes it sense? is, a, yeah, it is an honor and a privilege to watch LeBron James's career. And for me to have been at an age where I can watch it in its entirety, that is an honor and a privilege to be able to enjoy the greatest player, maybe of all time, certainly the greatest player of his generation. I don't want to hear him say it because he's not being funny when he's saying it. Like, that's the difference, right? Like, if you're, you know, the Shaquille O'Neal personality or you're the Giannis Antetokounmpo personality or these guys that come out and they're overly cocky, but they're doing it in a funny way, that's one thing. LeBron isn't telling me... 
that I, it's my privilege in a funny way. Like it is my privilege. It is my honor. I don't need to hear it from him though. I think that's what rubs people the wrong way about LeBron. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I said before earlier that this debate between Michael Jordan and LeBron James and always appreciating greatness. But if we're talking about styles of delivery, now granted, Different times, Amber. If Michael Jordan were living in today's world with a lot of things that occurred back Ooh, then, yeah. I, I think a lot different. of people would think or have different opinions. Right? 100%. But like, the reality of the nature is that he was in that time. But it does feel like when you naturally compare, Mike never had to tell you how great he was. He would tell you how competitive he was, how much he wanted to rip out the hearts of his opponent. But it was never a look at me. He would never say, now that moment made me the greatest of all time. He will let the product on the court speak for itself. And there is a part of me that skews more towards that delivery and mentality more so than the other. I mean, I think it's a little overstayed with MJ, right? He gave us, what, a 10-part documentary that he had everything to do with that was essentially a fluff piece on Michael Jordan. Like, if I'm being honest, I mean, he he was that great. But, like, come on. MJ has told us over and over again how great he is in, in many different ways. Also, like you said, a different time. Would it have been as easy living in this world today of scrutiny and this world of social media and everybody having a microphone, which is the world that LeBron James lives in. I mean, the one LeBron's navigating is arguably more difficult than the one that Michael Jordan navigated. So I I think that you're right. People would have been more annoyed by MJ, frankly, if the access had been the same. That's the other thing. We get all sorts of access to LeBron James. We didn't used to have access to MJ 24 hours a day, seven days a week, like we do with LeBron through his social media. Coming up next, you have access to plenty more here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is ESPN Radio.